And here we go, here we go on this Monday, Monday, Monday. It's the start of a new week, which means it's the start of a new Real Talk Memphis. Good evening, Memphis, Shelby County, surrounding areas. You know, I, I said last week, India likes my show too, like the country of India. They like it. So good to see everybody out there tonight. Uh, glad to be with you this evening. Gang's all here. We're ready to go. We're fired up and ready to go. Lola's coughing in the background over there and everything. She's going. <laughs> but listen, before we get started, uh, of course, you know, you always want to know how you can get this fine piece of radio broadcasting. And I'm more than happy to tell you that you can do it a number of ways. We are on live right now, 91.7 WYXR. You can also go to the station website, WYXR.org. You can catch us on the TuneIn app. Just put in WYXR in the search, and you can pick us up crystal clearly. And for those who follow such things, we're doing Facebook Live as well. Um, nice to be back with you. It's been a nice uh, seven days. I hope it's been a good seven days for you. It's been pretty eventful around here. We've had a lot going on uh, in the city. We'll break all that down in just a, a, a few minutes. Uh, we have a pretty good show for you tonight. Thursday is Thanksgiving, so, you know, we are right at the doorstep of the official start of this holiday season, Thursday, Thanksgiving. Of course, uh, a few weeks after that, we'll be in Christmas. A week after that, we'll be celebrating 2022, but we still have a little bit of work to do between now and the end of this year, and as I said, I think we have a pretty good show tonight. We're going to talk to uh, a man who knows a lot about the grocery and supermarket business. His name is Rick James. He is the CEO of Cash Saver and High Point Market. And I know you may have caught or heard a lot of conversation about uh, the supply chain issues nationally, which basically means, you know, getting uh, goods and services from one end of the country to, to another, uh, stores and, 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 and markets and, and department stores and a lot of other uh, things that we, that we need and use on a daily basis. Well, 
it seems to be pretty clogged up out there. And uh, because of that, uh, higher prices are ensuing. If you've been going to the store lately to buy some of the things that you normally buy, you'll notice an increase in prices. You may notice uh, some empty shelves because a lot of stores can't get uh, the information, uh, or not information, they, they can't get the, the items that they need. So Rick's going to talk to us about that in just a few minutes. Uh, a little bit later on, we're going to talk to Anna Catherine Word. She is the Chief Development Officer for MIFA. And, of course, uh, you know, as we get into this uh, time of year, MIFA continues to crank it up. You know, going to be delivering meals on Thanksgiving. There are a lot of other programs that they are uh, involved in heading in uh, to the holiday season. And uh, in the second half hour of the show, we are going to talk to my friend, Mr. Brian Harris. He is one of the event organizers of the MEM Feast event, uh, Feeding the Homeless and the Hungry, as they do each and every year. Uh, On Thanksgiving Day, he's going to break it down for us. There'll be several churches participating, uh, you know, in the event this year. So we look forward to hearing that. But before we get started, as we generally do, we like to celebrate Y-O-U. If you had a birthday over the weekend, have one today, have one coming up this week. uh, Give us, well, you don't have to give us anything. So let me just do what I always do. We celebrate you, but we can't do it until I say, hit it, Jack. Yeah, you know who you are. You're all out there celebrating birthdays, celebrating some over the weekend, and I have some uh, from yesterday that I'm going to mention as well. But for today, happy birthdays go out to Missy Joy Spore, to Mr. Terry Dukes, happy birthday to you, sir. Kisa Cat Cunningham, happy birthday. Jessica Dickerson, it is your birthday today, happy birthday. Nadine Bond Dudley, it's your birthday. Stephanie Freelitz, happy birthday. Shay Gotti Partee, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Marsha Williams, Wendy Moulton. Y'all know Wendy, right? Great singer, great voice, great singer. Now, let me uh, flash back to yesterday. There was a couple of notables, some folks on there that I know had birthdays yesterday. Uh, Rosemary Moore, her birthday was yesterday. Margie Griffin, who kind of follows us every now and again on the big show. Yesterday was her birthday. And someone many of us are familiar with, uh, producer, musician extraordinaire, Mr. David Porter celebrated his birthday yesterday. So happy birthday to each and every one of you. Congratulations for another trip around the sun, as they say. And we look forward to celebrating with you next year. Thank you, Jack. So I mentioned a few minutes ago that it has been an eventful a uh, week or so here in the city. Of course, many of us uh, realize uh, and know what happened on Wednesday when young Dolph, uh, the rap star, was killed uh, at uh, Makita's uh, Cookies uh, over on uh, Airways, Airways and Ketchum. Uh, in the middle of the afternoon, it was 1230 on Wednesday afternoon, he was in there as he has frequently been, and he was purchasing some uh, cookies. And uh, two guys drove up in, uh, I guess they were talking about a Mercedes, white Mercedes, and opened up on him right in the store. And I'm to understand it was a pretty, pretty gruesome scene. He was killed right there on the spot. Um, as of today, uh, there are no suspects in custody. 
However, police are, are, are getting many, 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 many leads from the uh, community. And let me just say something about this. I mean, obviously, you know, any death is, 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 a, is a painful death. You know, obviously his, because of what he did for a living as a rapper, was a high-profile uh, death, if you will. Um, he was uh, someone who never forgot his roots. He didn't live in Memphis, but, uh, you know, he's from here. And uh, he spent a lot of time here, and he gave back to the community, and um, you know each and every year. So it's a, it's 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 a big loss. But let me just say this: I hope we don't get lost on the fact that because a high-profile celebrity uh, was was uh, killed, gunned down, that all other lives that have been lost this year don't matter, because to Everyone who has lost someone in 2021, and there have been hundreds, men, women, and children, they all matter to somebody. All those lives matter, uh, just, as, just as much as, as young Dolph's life mattered as well. So, you know, while we're looking to find out who did this and while we feel bad about that, and, I mean, after he died, you know, we have had at least seven, eight more deaths in this city since that incident on Wednesday. And I could be selling it short. I mean, over the weekend, uh, Lola says we've had 10. It's tragic. I mean, it's just tragic. We, we are in an epidemic of crime in this city. We're in this, an epidemic of murder. People are not starting to talk about um, this city like they're starting to talk about Chicago, like they talk about Chicago in terms of the violence uh, that is going on here in the city that we live in. And everybody's trying to figure out how we fix it, what we need to do, how we solve the problem. I mean, and everybody has their own answers, but I don't think anybody has the answers uh, to the questions that will stop all of this. So, you know, very, very um, uh, difficult situation, but it's been difficult for a whole lot of people for a, a long period of time, and we just have to continue to pray uh, that things get better. Uh, and now, as I, as I was, and now we're talking about uh, Young Dolph, of course, as I said, he was, he was shot at Makita's Cookies, over on uh, Airways, um, there was also um, a possible tie-in to this. Uh, law enforcement found a car in Covington that may have been linked to another um, shooting there. A mother and a daughter, a week or so ago, uh, were coming home from a football game at Covington High School when they were shot at by a vehicle matching the description of the vehicle of the two individuals were in uh, at the Young Dolph shooting. It was a white Mercedes. The mother died a couple of days ago. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're, they're looking into that and see to see if there's a possible connection uh, to either crime. Uh, stay tuned. I'm sure that uh, we'll all hear uh, one way or another if something happens on the back end of that. Uh, meanwhile, this morning, of course, um, Makita's, the one on Airways, boarded up. Not open, obviously. It's uh, been uh, made kind of a, a shrine, or you know, to Young Dolph and with flowers and balloons and things. And uh, but the owners uh, also have another location in downtown Memphis on Third and Jefferson, which they reopened this morning. So, of course, I did see some interviews with the uh, owners of the store, who were obviously pretty shook up about everything that happened. So, uh, you know, but they did resume business at the downtown store um, this morning. Did you all hear about uh, what happened in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin yesterday afternoon? 
A man uh, drove an SUV through a holiday parade uh, in this small Wisconsin town yesterday afternoon. Uh, he killed five people. He, he uh, wounded uh, about 40 others. There are many who are fighting for their lives right now. So, you know, obviously we want to pray for all of those folks. Now, I will tell you that uh, they do have that suspect in custody right now. He will be charged with uh, five counts of intentional homicide and a whole lot of other uh, uh, charges. Once again, we have no idea what's, what's, uh, what's going on. We don't, we don't know what's, what's happening. We don't know um, why it's happening uh, or anything related to it. It's madness that's going on out here, just sheer madness. When you take somebody out for no particular reason, there's no other reason as far as I'm concerned. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 18-year-old, um, was acquitted uh, on uh, all six counts. He shot and killed two men in Wisconsin uh, during a protest a year and a half ago. Um, his court case is uh, generating uh, a lot of uh, conversation around the country. You killed two men, you wound another and uh, you're still able to get off on all six counts. Well, you know, there's a lot going on with our legal system out here and uh, a justice system, I should say, and not a lot of understanding that is going into it, at least from my perspective, um, that's from where I sit. Let's shift to a subject that you all just really enjoy talking about, which is COVID. Uh, COVID is still here. The numbers are starting to inch up just a little bit as they are across the country. Um, not an emergency type situation, but they are starting to inch up just a bit. Um, the 5 to 11-year-olds are able to get shots now. They've had several uh, shot events uh, over the past weekend. New Direction Church had one on Sunday. Uh, yesterday, they're going to have another one in another couple of weeks. So get out there and get that uh, vaccine for your young folks, for your children, for yourselves. And also, it's flu season, ladies and gentlemen, so let's not forget about getting that flu shot as well. Boosters are also available for those who have had two doses of the Pfizer and the Moderna and or one dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine uh, that has been approved for everyone 18 years and up. Uh, shifting gears just a bit, as I said earlier, Thursday is Thanksgiving, and what comes along with Thanksgiving, generally a few hours after you digest your turkey, is for a lot of folks to go out shopping. Black Friday is turned into, like, you know, Black Thursday. But Target uh, stopped doing, they weren't open last year because of the pandemic, on Thanksgiving Day, which they normally are. They have decided this year that they will not be open on Thanksgiving this year or any other year after this because they felt like they actually did better business when it was closed uh, when they couldn't come in to shop versus online shopping. So for those of you who are big Target shopping fans, you can forget it on Thanksgiving because they're not going to be open. I assume they'll be open on Friday. Yeah, they will be open on Friday. But, <laughs> but, not, but not on Thursday, okay? Okay. You know, I saw a movie yesterday. I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, King Richard, um, the story of Richard Williams and um, – his uh, efforts to get his two very famous tennis playing daughters, Serena and Venus, uh, you know, to where they are today. And uh, I thought that uh, Will Smith, who played Richard Williams, did a very, very good job. And if you hadn't had a chance to see the movie yet on HBO Max, it's in theaters as well. Go check it out. I think you might like it. I think it's a pretty good, 
pretty good, pretty, 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 pretty good movie. And uh, finally, in sports, and this is a very rare thing because I don't get to say this a lot. Anybody who lives in this town and who follows professional sports knows there are only two teams in Memphis and Shelby County that people go crazy about. One is the Dallas Cowboys, and the other one is the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right? So let me just say it like this. Let me start with the college folks first. The Tigers lost to Houston. They got blown out. I mean, they got blown out of the stadium in Houston. So I don't know if they're even going to make a bowl game this year. And then also the Tennessee Titans lost yesterday to the Houston Texans, for God's sake. The Dallas Cowboys lost last night to Kansas City. And the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to uh, Los Angeles Chargers. So you know what? Since, since, the, since the bragging rights between Dallas and Pittsburgh, when one wins and the other one loses, y'all talk a lot of trash. Well, guess what? It's very quiet on social media today. With all that, I said I, we, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about uh, supply chain issues with a man who knows a little bit about that. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. We will be right back. You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Train Talk. Is proud we'll to be right back. WYXR and its mission of supporting Memphis's musical legacy and future. Train has been offering commercial HVAC and energy solutions in Memphis and the Mid-South area for over 60 years. More information at train.com. The Brooks is open in Overton Park, home to Memphis art collection since 1916. The Memphis Brooks Museum of Art holds the largest collection of world art in the region, with more than 10,000 works spanning 5,000 years of art and cultures. Remember, every Wednesday is free and open until 8 p.m. They are a proud sponsor of WYXR. For more information about the museum and their exhibitions, visit brooksmuseum.org. You belong at the Brooks. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Your humble host, Chip Washington, with you. Glad to have you along for the ride. We were talking earlier about the fact that um, um, you may um, start to shop for your holiday seasons, particularly in Thanksgiving and things like that. You go to your, some of your favorite stores and you might not uh, see some of the items that you would normally see. Um, and if you do see some of those items, uh, the prices are pretty high. Well, I have a, um, a man that, that uh, is going to join me now to talk a little bit about this and supply chain issues. He is Rick James. He is the CEO, the owner of Cash Saver High Point Market. And uh, Rick, first of all, thank you for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, Chip. It's good to see you. Glad to be with you. Thanks. Absolutely that. So listen, you know, we I, I did see a story uh, that you did recently uh, in the uh, Commercial Appeal, I believe it was, uh, about the uh, supply chain issues 
that are really causing uh, a major problem uh, all across this country, and particularly in uh, with folks like you, you know, who deal with groceries and and you are in this business. By the way, you've been in this business some. How long has it been? Fifty years. How long have you been in the business? Yeah. 50 years. 50 years. Bless your heart. So you've seen a lot of ups and you've seen a lot of downs. Talk to us, uh, for those of us who don't really know about the supply chain and the supply chain problems that we're having. Kind of kind of break that down for us. So it really, Chip, it becomes a numbers game. And um, back in probably the 80s, I'd, uh, one of the interesting developments in almost every industry was that um, frankly, was in the car industry. When Toyota introduced lower-priced vehicles in America, they were doing it because they had tightened down the supply chain to where, uh, and I get, so like if General Motors was building Camaros, they might have a thousand Camaro bumpers ready for the uh, production line. But Toyota figured out that they only needed enough bumpers for today's production. Okay. So you started seeing you started seeing some net benefits in the cost of cars. Well, that kind of revolutionized everybody's thought process on inventory and on hand inventory and what was inside the supply chain between manufacturing and the end user. Mm-hmm. And so everybody got to this basically just in time inventory level. No one wanted to be sitting on uh, a large quantity of inventory. It costs money. It's uh, um, uh, you have you have shrink involved. The more that you times that you handle the product, so um, so that's fine. It's greatly efficient as long as everything works. Right. Yeah. Um, the problem being that what happened with the pandemic um, kind of thwarts that system. So. In, in, in the United States, if there was an event, if there's a snowstorm in the Northeast and stores are shut down or uh-huh. people's power goes out, uh-huh. the, the supply chain has enough resilience in it that it can, it can, it can tackle a, a single area problem, a hurricane in Louisiana. But with the pandemic, it was every city in the United States, every city in the world. And, and so you automatically, you, you, you immediately from March 12th had this this huge increase in buying capacity, part of it was panic driven and part of it was necessitated by the fact that you had restaurants that were on limited um, uh, hours and limited opportunity for people to go in and eat. You had uh, children home from school being homeschooled. So uh, they were consuming food at home rather than at school. And you had people who um, were working from home. And so again, they weren't going to restaurants for lunch. They weren't, they were eating from their home inventory. And so all of a sudden, every supermarket in the United States, every, every mass merchandiser, every convenience store uh, began seeing double digit sales increases and the numbers, it just couldn't hold it. There's not nearly enough elasticity in the system for that to be accommodated in a short period of time. So Rick, how did that affect uh, the bottom line uh, for, for groceries like yours and, and others around the country? Uh, it, what was the impact in terms of that? Well, sales volumes went uh, went up extremely high. I mean, higher than what we were certainly expecting it to be. Um, and, you know, normally that nets um, uh, a profitability to it. And in some, in some cases it does, but 
the reaction to the supply chain, all of a sudden we're we're trucking in uh, product from all over the country, any place that we can find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of tapped into the food service side since they had product available, couldn't get it to restaurants, but there was a cost of doing that kind of business. There was a cost of doing business in terms of preparing ourselves um, um, to be uh, an essential business, mm-hmm. uh, safeguards that we were taking with our employees and for our customers. Um, uh, so there were costs involved, so it was somewhat offset, but, um, um, you know, it's, it's been an extraordinary period of time for us, uh, in terms of sales volume in the store. So in terms of, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with Rick James. He is the CEO and owner of uh, cash saver and high point market and a man who knows his way around the grocery business for sure. So is you know I've I've seen and I've heard stories Rick about a lot of places in this country and I and I think you you've had some you you talked about it a bit in the story that you did about maybe not being able to find certain items on the shelf uh, because of the supply chain issues and or uh, uh, an increase uh, in prices. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, on on two fronts. One, just about every day we receive notice from a manufacturer that uh, they've had to make some alteration to their production. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this started early on. I, I think the very first company that told me was Coca-Cola. Uh, they're, they're developed shortly into the pandemic, a shortage of aluminum. And so they started cutting back their portfolio to where they were, you know, Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite, um, those are their big guns. That's 85% of their volume. Right. So that's why you couldn't find Fresca or... Uh, vanilla cherry coke because they just quit. They didn't have the, they didn't have enough cans uh, to supply the whole line, so they just took the biggest hitters. Mm. And we saw manufacturers do that across the board. I mean, um, Little Debbie snack cakes, your favorite one, may not have been there, but mm. uh, so we saw them doing that. They they shortened their portfolio, limited production to just what they could what they could accomplish. Uh, a lot of these, with this increased demand, you know. I, mentioned that it increased our sales when it increased demand for manufacturers. Uh, they went from two shifts to three shifts. They added people on, but you can't build a new factory in six months to mm-hmm. expand your production. So there's, there's a limited number. As I said, it's kind of a numbers game. So there's a limitation to what expanded production can do. So we're getting letters now every week. Uh, got one yeah, uh, last week. And I mentioned this one in the story from Pillsbury that they were not going to produce uh, refrigerated dough products, their crescent rolls, their orange Danish, and their cinnamon rolls. They would end production until January 31st so they could concentrate on other items. Mm -hmm. Now, you may find Pillsbury crescent rolls at your store. You just may not find them a week from now. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one that uh, uh, we had some problems with McCormick with – and, and, and one of the big shortages that came through this, I mentioned aluminum, but then following that was um, resin, which is what is used to make plastic bottles. Okay. So anything in a plastic bottle uh, started having a problem with that. Uh, to answer your question about pricing, uh, there, there, I was reading an article today that the cost of a Thanksgiving feast for 10 people is up six dollars and i think it was 14 cents mm. this year now last year it was actually down 2020 it was down two dollars from 2019 so we kind of expected 
a little bit of a flush back this year. Mm -hmm. But the shortages, the transportation costs, the uh, the labor shortages, uh, all of that, you know, it's kind of like the perfect storm. You know, if one of those elements happens, um, you know, you can absorb a portion of that. Uh, the bread manufacturers, you would always see fluctuations in their cost based on what the wheat crop was for the year. Mm -hmm. But that would just be one element. That's your raw material. But we've got raw material costs that are escalating. We've got labor costs, production costs, transportation costs, and even the the supply costs for the packaging that it goes into. So, um, uh, yes, uh, we're we're in a we're in kind of a constant. Uh, uh, trying to keep up with these cost increases for manufacturers. There's a lot to all of this, uh, you know, clearly that you have to, that you have to kind of navigate through, you know, it seems like on a daily and a, and a weekly basis. Um, are your customers, um, is what has happened uh, to this point affected your businesses to the point to where, you know, customers are starting to, you know, wonder exactly what's going on? Yep. So, so a pre-pandemic, just, just to give you an idea of what we would normally expect routine to be for us, pre-pandemic, uh, when we would order from our suppliers, whether that be our main wholesaler or whether it be Coke, Pepsi, Budweiser, we would expect about a 98% fulfillment of orders. Okay. And the, and the 2% that's missing would be uh, transportation problems, production problems of human error. Mm -hmm. But 2% not bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you, a customer really doesn't notice uh, that in any regard. Uh, we've been on now about a six-month run of 60% fulfillment uh, oh, wow. on average. Okay. Now, we've got some manufacturers that are back to 95%. We've got some that are at 50%. Mm -hmm. um, and so for us, it's pretty difficult to, to uh, see things that we normally would be buying right now not available to us um and um but the but the interesting thing is that customers have become extremely resilient and that is that they are um that they're trading they're trading off the brand that they normally would and they're buying what is available mm -hmm. and uh so for the most part for us um uh, it's been pretty much business as usual in terms of what we would expect this week the seven days leading up to thanksgiving from last thursday to through day after tomorrow and wednesday uh -huh. is the busiest seven days of the year for our stores wow okay and we're on track we're on track to 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 be in our normal range of where we should be well that's good news uh to uh, many i'm sure and many of those who shop at your fine stores out there rick i want to thank you for coming on and kind of giving a little bit of clarity to uh, what, what can be kind of a confusing situation, but basically what it boils down to is to, to dollars and cents and, and inventory. But uh, I want to thank you for coming on a Real Talk tonight, and I want to wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving holiday, and I hope that the roller coaster steadies at some point for all of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope it does too. Chip, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Rick James, ladies and gentlemen, CEO, owner of Cash Saver. Uh, you know, his company, his, his family company has been in business for 50 years. And uh, this supply chain issue, uh, you know, it hadn't, hadn't overly affected him. 
uh, too badly. Uh, and uh, But uh, don't be surprised if some of the stores you go to, you may not be able to find some of the products that you hold near and dear and that you enjoy the most. Thank you very much, Rick James. We're going to take our second break. And when we come back to Real Talk Memphis, I'm going to have a visit from my friend, a return visit from my friend, Anna Catherine Word. She is from MIFA. She's going to talk about uh, not only the great work that MIFA does year-round, but as we get into the holiday season, what they have planned for us. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip. We will be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. The stuff that WYXR brings to the airwaves is already playing in the parking lots and basements where the next generation's journey is just getting started. And we can't imagine building the brands we do without the role music played in our lives. No matter what kind of art you make, music is what sets you on your path. Loaded for Bear is proud to support WYXR and community radio everywhere. The Dillard family of companies, including Dillard Door and Security, Tri-State Glass, and Trace Electric, are proud sponsors of WYXR. For the past 75 years, the Dillard companies have provided products that secure Memphis. From installing the iconic gates at Graceland to the Memphis Tigers Liberty Bowl locker room, Dillard protects what matters to Memphians like you. For more information, visit DillardDoor.com. taking my love for granted. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to the big show on this Monday evening. Chip Washington with you. Real Talk Memphis is the show, and I'm very happy to have uh, my next guest with me. She's been on the big broadcast before from an organization that is well-known for the good works it does for our community, MIFA. She is Anna Catherine Word. She's the Chief Development Officer for MIFA, and Anna Catherine, thank you for being back on the show. I'm really glad to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk about all the things happening at MIFA this holiday season. That's right. So you listen, you know, we're obviously a few days away from Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, that's a really big day for you all. So I guess we should start off uh, a little bit about talking about kind of what your plans are in terms of of that and ease into the holiday season, because you have, you know, various programs and various things that you that you all do for the community particularly, you know, as we get into uh, those who are in need this time of year. So talk to us about that. Yeah, so we do a big Thanksgiving Day delivery this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we 
the day before Thanksgiving and give our volunteers Thanksgiving off because we are delivering 1,100 meals on Christmas Day. Oh, my. Okay. Um, Christmas Day is a huge day for MIFA. We have, last year we did 800 during the pandemic. This year we anticipate, like I said, 1,100. Wow. And we need volunteers for that day. It's a great family-friendly opportunity. It doesn't take very long. Um, and it just brings so much joy, in addition to a well-needed meal, so much joy to the people that receive those meals. Um, we have about 30 routes left. So if folks are interested, they need to reach out to MIFA immediately and secure their route. Um, but it's going to be just a wonderful day. You know, you talk about volunteers and you're very much of a volunteer driven organization. But, you know, I've, I've volunteered, you know, several times myself in the past. And I've, it's, it, it has never failed. And I have never seen a shortage of volunteers. There are so many people that are willing to help so many other people in need. Um, does that, does that really over, I mean, how do you, when you see that, I mean, it has to touch you kind of in a special place, doesn't it? Because folks just seem to be very selfless when it comes to the needs of others, I think. Yeah. You know, I'm in a unique position that I get to work with the generous donors and volunteers that support MIFA. And over the last 18 months, two years since the pandemic began, it has been, um, the most amazing and humbling experience of my life mm -hmm. to talk with the donors and volunteers that are supporting MIFA every day. Um, the calls that we get, you know, from people that want to give, you know, $10 and $20 because they know that their gift will make a difference. Um, and they, they heard about a, a senior who was in need, or they heard about a family who needed support. And we have so many of those stories. Um, and it has just been the most fulfilling two years of my career. It's been amazing. Yeah, I can, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, ahead, it's ahead. just over and over and over we hear these stories and, and you know, our volunteers have never let us down. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a loaves and fishes kind of story where we always seem to have enough. Um, it's very rewarding. Yeah, no, and I, and, and I, hear, I hear the emotion in your voice and because it really is a touching um, experience and and you know I, I'm glad I'm kind of doing this show tonight kind of a theme of giving back and, and helping others um, you know and and no one uh, no one signifies that any more than my food now you have a lot of other programs that 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 uh, people come to you um, for you know rental assistance there's a lot yeah. of different components can you talk a little bit about some of the other components that MIFA has to offer our citizens out there Absolutely. You know, our, our Meals on Wheels is probably the best known program, right. but mm -hmm. we also have uh, our family programs, which include emergency services, which helps families with rent, mortgage, and utility assistance. We have um, a rapid rehousing program, which helps homeless families quickly find a new place to live. We have a homeless hotline that can uh, that's 24-7 that helps people locate the resources they need. And what we've seen in the last 18 months or so, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, we saw the fallout, the loss of income, people yeah. needing immediate assistance yes. with making their rent or utilities. And now we're seeing sort of the long, long-term effects of that. You know, people are still sort of reeling from everything that has happened, the, the trauma that has collectively happened to the, to the country, um, you know, over the last 18 months. But now we're seeing people who still need assistance. Um, there's fewer options for affordable housing in the city. So people are having trouble locating places that they can rent. Uh, utility costs are rising. So 
folks are, are going to need utility assistance more than ever. And so we really need folks to remember that program and step up like they did last year and help us uh, help all those families. You know, you mentioned um, just, just, of course, every for all of us, the pandemic has, has been life-changing for every aspect of life, for every human being um, who has been touched one way or another. And I know, I know when I talked to you last year, you know, the tremendous need. I mean, obviously folks mm-hmm. out of work and, not, you know, not being able to take care of their families, not being able to feed their, you know, their, their children, things like that. And, 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 and just the yeoman's work that went into that. What, as an organization, have you all learned um, from the beginning of this pandemic to sort of where we are now, sort of kind of winding down a bit, you know, and as we head into 2022? As an organization, what do you learn from, 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 from something of this magnitude? Yeah, we've learned how to really innovate and how to, to redesign and, and be nimble with our programs and to be completely flexible. You know, we had... Um, like everyone, we had a week or two warning yeah. <laughs> of what was going to happen. No one expected us to be still dealing with this, you know, in December of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, but MIFA was able to quickly rethink their service delivery models for meals, going from a five-day delivery to a three-day delivery, which limited contact both for our volunteers and for the vulnerable seniors that we serve. Um, with emergency services, we were able to quickly pivot and get those those applications online so that people didn't have to come in, didn't have to be exposed in, in, in our waiting rooms or expose our staff. You know, it was all about keeping our clients safe, but also our staff and our volunteers. Um, and so we've done all kinds of things. You know, we were able to equip our workforce with laptops and, and phones so that we could do our work remotely. Um, we were able to think of new ways to, to be creative about how we're serving the families that we serve and the, and the seniors. Um, it's been, it's been a roller coaster. It's been amazing. Um, and MIFA has adapted extremely well, I yeah. think, yeah. Uh, considering. I think a lot of people have. Um, and, and you know, when I think about, you know, your organization and there's so many tentacles, uh, different uh, programmatics that are involved in what you do on a daily basis. But I think that at the heart and soul of what makes MIFA uh, truly special are those folks who volunteer not just one year. I mean, these, these, these folks come back year after year after year, and you pick up new volunteers year after year. Does the spirit of giving in Memphis and Shelby County uh, amaze you? Or, I mean, are you just kind of used to seeing the generosity of others um, as you so often do? You know, I'm used to seeing a generous community. Memphis has always been generous. We've seen that time and time again. They always step up. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, it is. We have a volunteer, for example, Reverend Marvin Nems, who has delivered Christmas Day meals. This will be his 20th year. Oh, my. It's a year. Um, he and his family volunteer every year, um, and they've really, you know, grown close to the clients that they serve. It's stories like that. It's um, it's stories about people who have done this for years and years and years and developed these strong bonds mm-hmm. with our clients, you know, where they really get to know them and they sit and visit them. And that's that's the other piece of meals that is so important. It's the, the breaking the isolation and, and bringing them companionship in addition to meals, which is so important. And, and as we've seen has been so critical over the last few months with the pandemic where we were all isolated and we learned how that felt. Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been incredible. Well, Anna Catherine Word, uh, I truly appreciate you. And I truly appreciate the organization, um, MIFA, for what it does uh, 
uh, to make our community such a better place and uh, for the giving hearts that uh, all the folks who are connected with MIFA have. So I want to wish you a very uh, happy Thanksgiving, you and your family. Uh, and uh, as we go into a holiday season, um, a safe and joyous holiday season. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate Thanks, you. Chip. Happy Thanksgiving to you. You take good care of yourself. And uh, we will talk in 2022. I promise you that. Sounds great. <laughs> take care. <laughs> Anna Catherine Word, ladies and gentlemen, Chief Development Officer for MIFA, Kevin, kind of giving us the breakdown and the lowdown of uh, what they are doing as they continue to do each and every year. And keeping with this theme, uh, I have uh, I'm, I'm invited someone on the show who's going to talk to us about a big event that is going on Thanksgiving Day. It's called Mem Feast. Uh, and uh, Mr. Brian Harris is uh, in the bullpen warming up, and uh, he will join us in just a few minutes. This is Real Talk Memphis. Oh, and by the way, um, after we, Brian and I talk, uh, y'all stay with me for a few minutes. I have a very special announcement I need to make. So uh, just kind of stick and stay, as they say. Uh, in uh, So let's go to break, and we will come back and talk to Brian. This is Real Talk Memphis. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Brought to you by Crosstown Concourse, offering brand new musical experiences like concerts, live score film screenings, record release parties, weekly music pop-ups, and so much more. For more information, visit crosstownconcourse.com visit. Hi there, this is Bill of Bill's Kiln, and I'd like to invite you to tune in to a new, improved Bill's Kiln, now, Mondays at midnight. Tastes great and less filling. Hey Memphis, my name is Ron Buck. I am looking forward to bringing you my show, Riverside, every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. I will be playing rock and blues, old and new, and featuring Memphis music and events. I hope you'll tune in to Riverside every Friday at 1 p.m. on WYXR 91.7 FM, Raised by Sound. Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Yes, indeed. This is Real Talk Memphis on this uh, Monday, the 22nd day of November, just a couple of days away from Thanksgiving, which is on Thursday. And of course, 
you know, this is the time of year when many of us uh, extend ourselves uh, to help the least of these, those uh, out there who are struggling, uh, homeless, hungry, um, you know, just just dealing with uh, the struggles of life. Well, uh, there is an event coming up on Thursday uh, that is an annual event uh, that is specifically geared to the homeless and hungry. Uh, I have with me my next guest, Mr. Brian Harris. He's one of the event organizers of Memfeast 2021. And Brian Harris, thanks for coming on my show, man. I appreciate you. Chip, thanks for having me, sir. Listen, so um, Memphis is, uh, is 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 bigger and better uh, than ever this year. I know last year, you know, we all struggled with the COVID, but this year, um, the struggle on the streets and the struggle for those who are homeless and hungry uh, never seems to stop. So, talk to us a little bit about what folks can expect uh, this Thursday from your event. Yeah, Chip. So basically what we can expect is that we're going to feed 5,000 people. Goodness. And what will happen is, yeah, 5,000 at a total of nine locations. Okay. Now I'm sitting in my church now, Mississippi Boulevard, which will serve as the hub location mm-hmm. where we will disperse the plates out of here at a certain time to go to the various locations. But what can happen is, and you just alluded to it, is that homeless, hungry, any citizens, if you know elderly people in your neighborhood, you can pull up at any of these nine locations, stay in your car. You let the volunteers know how many plates you need. They will be already pre-wrapped in styrofoam like this as an example. Mm-hmm. You put them in your car, you drive off, and uh, you're going to have a great Thanksgiving. Well, so so you make so you're making it obviously very very convenient, uh, you know, for folks to be able to do this. Now, are all the locations, Brian, going to be like that? Are they going to be drive-up locations, drive-through locations? Are there going to be any on site, or is that how it's going to be this year? Yeah, the majority will be drive up locations. The only locations that will have a continuous table where people can eat and fellowship if needed will be uh, Bishop Brandon Porter's church, which has two locations, the Winchester location, Hickory Hill, Mm -hmm. and the North Dunlap uh, location. He will have a continuous table where people want to congregate and eat uh, that is available. The majority will be a drive through uh, and drive off. You know, we were talking a few minutes ago uh, to, to uh, MIFA about uh, the strength of the volunteer uh, effort uh, that they see on a, on, a, on a daily basis and a yearly basis. And I would imagine that there is no way you could feed uh, as many people as you are planning to feed without volunteers. Talk about that effort. Yeah, Chip, the volunteer basis has been overwhelming. And your previous guest alluded to that Memphis is a – generous city. Mm -hmm. Uh, I totally agree. We've had to turn people away from volunteering, which we hate to do, uh, but people have big hearts in this city. Uh, We're a grit and grind city. We're passionate. We love our fellow man and a brother and sister, uh, and they've just come out. So we've been able to do this with many hands, as you know, make light work. Uh, And this has been a huge success year after year with a very strong, a willing volunteer base. You know, that's that, that that's really, really telling what you just said a minute ago, you know, about uh, having to having so many volunteers that want to help, that really want to make a difference in somebody's life, that you have to turn folks away um, from Absolutely. wanting to do this. There's got to be a very rewarding, I know you as a deeply uh, Christian man, and there's got to be something very rewarding about that, particularly from the church, from the end of the church, which is really what we're supposed to do as, as, as people, help others. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, Chip, so many people have a lot to say about the church, uh, especially during the pandemic. The church isn't doing this, the church isn't doing that. Mm-hmm. But 
I can speak to a lot of churches in this city. Their doors may have been closed for walls, but they did ministry outside the four walls, as we all should do. Mm -hmm. And to see churches step up to the plate and continue to serve the communities where their churches are located and make a difference truly warms the heart, and it exhibits the mission of what we're charged to do as Christians. Absolutely that. And, uh, you know, as, as we all know, the church is not just about four walls. It's not just about a structure. It, it, the, the, the church is the streets. And, Absolutely. And, and, and that's what this is all about. We're talking with Brian Harris. He's one of the event organizers for Memphis, uh, the Memphis event that is going to happen this Thursday, Thanksgiving. Now, Brian, before I let you go, uh, give us the particulars, uh, the, the, the hours, and if you will, the, some of the participating uh, churches uh, who are involved in this effort this year. Absolutely. So, Chip, so again, Mississippi Boulevard, Christian Church, the Midtown location, 70 North Bellevue mm -hmm. will serve as the hub location. Mm -hmm. uh, Christ Missionary Baptist Church, uh, headed by Dr. Gina M. Stewart, yeah. uh, at 485 South Parkway. She's a participating location. First Baptist Broad being happening, Dr. Keith Norman, uh, he's participating. Uh, Freedom's Chapel, which is Dr. Rosalind Nichols on Getwell mm -hmm. in Park Avenue, mm -hmm. uh, that's the location. Also, Greater Community Temple, Bishop Brandon Porter, both of his locations, the North Dunlap location and the East location, which is on Winchester Road, Hickory Hill. We also have Greenwood CME, pastored by Dr. Willie Board, Boyd, I'm sorry, excuse me, mm -hmm. on Kimball. Uh, he's participating. And the last church is Martin Temple CME Church, which is on South Parkway. And there's one more location, which is not a, a church, but they're the hospitality hub where the old inspection station used to be on 590 Washington Street. Yeah. They've torn that down. Now that's the hospitality hub. So they're going to serve about 500 of our homeless brothers and sisters down there. Man, I, you know, I, I, I tell you, um, when I hear uh, about things like this and I see uh, not only uh, hear about it, but I see it in action uh, in, 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 in uh, situations like this, it lets you know uh, that there is a great, great need in our city uh, for many, many people who need help. And very, very thankful to you and all of those uh, in the city of Memphis and all of those who are behind this event uh, for, for what you do. Uh, now, is there, is, there, is, there an, is there a contact number or do they just need to show that? The hours are, I'm sorry, do we do the hours? What, what, what are the hours? Yeah, the, the hours, yeah, 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Okay, okay, 10.30 a.m. One, yeah, 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Okay. And like I said, no questions asked. And there are a lot of people suffering in silence. Yes. So if you have neighbors, tell them, come take care of them. There's no limit on these plates. We have plenty. We'll make sure everybody has a plate of love on Thanksgiving Day. Well, man, listen, uh, Brian, thank you so much, uh, not only for what you all do, but for the, for the man I know you to be. And I want to wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving and holiday season. And, uh, Look, man, just, let's just, just keep doing what you're doing because uh, you're setting an example for many of us to follow. So uh, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Chip, I appreciate you, bro. Have a good one and happy holidays to you and yours. Absolutely that. Thank you, sir. Brian Harris, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, the Memphis event. Uh, it is 1030 to 1 this Thursday. Come on, come all, he said. There will be no one turned away. They're looking to feed 5,000 souls. What a wonderful, wonderful tribute. It's been a great show tonight, and I have uh, really enjoyed speaking with my guest. Um, before I go, I just wanted to say that this is going to be the last Real Talk uh, show uh, for a minute. Uh, I am going to be out uh, on an extended leave. I'm going to have uh, 
major surgery tomorrow um and tomorrow morning early <laughs> for god by the way anyway uh i just wanted to uh say uh thanks to uh all of you out there for supporting this show uh and and, and not, not to say i'm not gonna be back i'll be back at some point uh i don't exactly know when that will be but when i know you will know uh, I hope that you, uh, you know, keep track of uh, your humble host. You can check in with me on Facebook, see how things are going. But, uh, uh, you know, we just uh, we just asking God to uh, to anoint all those who are involved in this operation. And uh, from the surgeons to the anesthesiologists to, to the nurses and doctors and everybody in between. Uh, you know, I, 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 you, I this is really the first time I've had a surgery like this in my entire life. And uh, I am at this moment anxious. I will say that I am anxious uh, to be on the back end of it. But again, um, you know, keep uh, keep uh, keep us uh, uh, keep us in your thoughts and in your prayers. And if you are a praying person, uh, I would appreciate it if you throw one up for 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 me and my family during this uh, during this time, uh, because. Uh, you know, when one person is affected, uh, many people are affected. So, uh, you know, we're just uh, we're just happy to be in a situation where we can help uh, other folks. Let's just say that. And before it's all said and done, if this sounds a little mysterious to you, you'll find out about it, I guess, in due time. I'll just say it like that. So as Jack plays us out, uh, I would like to extend uh, from my family to yours uh, a very happy uh, and healthy and prosperous uh, Thanksgiving holiday uh, I want to thank my uh, my team, Jack and Lola and uh, Nicole, for uh, helping me out and keeping me straight uh, on a on a weekly basis. Truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, just just stay tuned to WYXL. You'll 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 uh, they'll they'll keep you in good stead. You'll be you'll be in good shape between uh, now and the next time I sit behind this mic in the air chair. So uh, for all of us. Uh, here at Real Talk Memphis. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, as I said. Have a happy holiday season. For Jack, for Lola, for Nicole, I'm Chip. Until next time, I'm out.